Our next guest on the country is Stephen Jacoby, a trade expert. Now, I teed this interview up yesterday afternoon. Uh, unfortunately, earlier this morning on News Talk ZB, Mike Hosking cut my lunch and already had a chat to him. We'll expand on that a wee bit, but Stephen Jacoby, you understand the food chain, don't you? And I'm below Hosk on it, so I've got to do my best. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, I'm sorry. Uh, I share my favours widely. What can I say? <laughs> well, here's one for you. Are we peeing into the Norwester, metaphorically, by trying to get a free trade agreement with India? Because you're leading this business delegation over there, but it's not state-sponsored. Why not? Uh, well, a few things to unpack there. Look, I, I guess we're always peeing in some direction from New Zealand. You've got to be an optimist on trade if you want to live right down the bottom of the South Pacific. Uh, the, the idea of a comprehensive free trade agreement is not on the agenda for this visit. We've tried that with India, as you know. We spent five years trying. We couldn't get it over the line for various reasons, which we can talk about, and, and not just all on India's side. Uh, and... Um, we need to think about doing something different now. We'll always be interested in the FDA, of course, but um, we, we've got to build up to that more slowly. So that's what we're doing. And um, now this visit is a, um, a business-led and initiated um, visit. It's the initiative of five business organisations, but it is strongly supported by the New Zealand government and certainly by our a high Commission in uh, New Delhi and by NZTE in Mumbai. We've had excellent support from them. Um, but sometimes it's good for business to take the lead on these things and, you know, kind of, and, and, and explain and show to government that we're prepared to put our money uh, where our mouth is. OK, it's not state-sponsored, as was the delegation to China recently, but is the state going to support it, i.e. is Trade Minister Damien O'Connor going to jump on the plane with you? Well, I have to leave that to him to announce, but it would be very good indeed if we had a trade minister with us, no doubt about it. But, um, uh, you know, it's important, though, I think, as I say, that business, um, you know, takes the running on this. We want to build a, um, a kind of a, a public-private enterprise around the relationship with India. Uh, we haven't done that so well in the past. We need to do it better in the future. We've both got respective strengths and outlooks and views, and we've got to bring them together. Stephen Jacoby, trade expert. Look, India is the now the most populous nation on earth. It's a huge opportunity. It's a huge market. But the problem we've got is that our main exports are milk and meat. Rightio, so India has a third of the world's cattle population. They don't need our milk. And, of course, they don't want to eat the sacred cow. Yes, well, that explains the difficulty we've had in getting the comprehensive free trade agreement underway. They made it quite clear in the course of that negotiation they weren't prepared to consider liberalising those sectors. And New Zealand, for its part, made it equally clear that we weren't prepared to compromise on our immigration settings. So, you know, uh, you can take two to tango in these things. But, um, but just think about that differently for a moment. Yes, they do have the world's largest dairy production, but they also have a very large um, dairy processing sector, which could use New Zealand technology and investment. Uh, and maybe there's possibility to get some return back to New Zealand that way in, in, in exchange for the sort of assistance that we could give. Of course, you know, you don't want to necessarily help your competitors, but there are win-win situations to be explored. And if you think about sheep meat, for example, um, they eat a lot of sheep meat, 
Uh, and uh, again, we have production expertise, um, you know, a lot of uh, technology improvements and processing, etc., that we could make available, and maybe there's another way that we could get that value back for New Zealand. Have the Aussies cut our lunch? Talking about cutting lunch? <laughs> yeah, not completely, because the, the, the interim free trade agreement that they have signed does not include dairy or beef. Um, and so um, it does include sheep meat. Uh, it doesn't include apples either, which would be another one that we would want to get eventually some sort of liberalisation. Well, I'm thinking... But they have cut our lunch to a certain extent. Yeah, I, I bet you they have. It's first in, best dressed. But I'm just well, thinking, right. on the horticulture front, Stephen Jacoby, and you mentioned apples oh, and kiwi fruit. that would be a wonderful opportunity. Again, yes, same sort of thing. In horticulture, you know, we've got production expertise, they've got a market... Uh, kiwi fruit's kind of a no-brainer because um, anything that can expand consumption of that in a market like India can only be, you know, to the benefit. Remember, by the way, we do already um, trade over the 33% tariff in kiwi fruit, but gosh, you could sell a lot more if you could get rid of it, particularly during our selling season. Stephen Jacoby, good luck. I think you jump on the plane on Friday uh, going into bat for New Zealand trade in India. It's a huge opportunity. Well, thanks, and I think that... um, uh, it's part of a longer-term effort. Five business organisations are cooperating on this. Fifty people are coming with us, including representatives of our major, um, you know, agriculture sectors as well as a whole of other um, sectors. Should be a good show. Thanks for your time. Thanks.